Welcome to The Signs, a podcast about astrology, the occult, and all things esoteric. I'm Andrea. And I'm Lizzie. And we are going to start our podcast today on our favorite crystal. Yay! <laughs> How are you, Lizzie? Um, I'm good. Today has been kind of a weird day, but you know, it's Friday, it's Venus Day, so it's all exactly. good. Exactly. Venus yeah. unaspected day. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, that's Mercury. Mercury unaspected. I messed it up because... Um, in this app that I have, the uh, this app has Mercury and purple. <laughs> I just feel like it just, Venus it, is purple. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't match. It's not right. Yeah. So, anyways, with the uh, gem show kind of, I guess, recently ending, we thought it'd be cool to ask everyone on the show in the future yeah. <laughs> what their favorite crystal is. So we figured we'd start with what our favorite crystal is. So. I don't know. I have a lot. It's really hard for me to narrow it down. Okay. Well, Andrea, since you are um, double Venus, we should start off with what is your favorite crystal to wear? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. So I would say my favorite crystal to wear just because of the line of work that I'm in. um, I feel like I need a lot of protection daily. (laughs) So I really like to wear obsidian and opal and moonstone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said one. I know, I know. It's hard. It's hard. This is what happens when you're a Libra. You just, you literally can't pick one they thing. They love all the things. Pretty. All the things. Libra mm-hmm. and Taurus. I yeah. want them all. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, I think I love wearing turquoise. Yeah. And that, um, okay, I this might sound shallow, but I think it's purely aesthetic because it just looks good with because I always just wear all black and then there's like a pop of color um but also it's like ancestral for me because I am like 53% Native American so I think it's inherently something that I love and prefer but that's not really part of my conscious so it's just like yeah well of course I love turquoise (laughs) like I'm Native and it just looks good with black so that's true do you have a favorite turquoise like a favorite mine I do it's high cheetah so high cheetah turquoise is from New Mexico and it's part of three mountains um and sometimes it's referred to as Tyrone um but the mountain's called high cheetah and yeah and there is okay well it's really like only my favorite one because it has green and green turquoise that was my next question yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love green it's so feminine to me yeah I feel like blue is a little more masculine and green it's like it's so beautiful but one thing that I realized once I like got into silversmithing and like turquoise is that a lot of people don't like green turquoise it's not sought Mm -hmm. after like blue no it is like the bluest of the blue turquoise is what everyone wants and then of course with my Aquarius rising in Venus I'm like I want what no one likes I want the green (laughs) yeah yeah that was one of the first things that you had told me when we met Mm -hmm. was that you always said green is more feminine and I never thought about it that way (laughs) yeah and then now it's kind of in my brain and it's true like Mm -hmm. sleeping beauty turquoise it's so blue yeah and everybody really likes that yeah yeah it's uh it's collectively admired I guess yeah (laughs) yeah oh I'm so interested in everyone's favorite crystal I can't wait to like find that out well okay what are your Okay, one other crystal, Andrea. <laughs> I was going to say, what are your other crystals? But we'd be here forever. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so give me give me a, a category. Like, <laughs> help me narrow this down. Okay, so 
Oh, here's a good one. What crystal do you keep at work? Because I know your work is um, intense. (laughs) Yeah. So what's on your desk at work? What's on my desk at work is tourmaline and fluorite and amethyst and um, hematite. Oh, hematite's such a good one for protection. Well, of course you like hematite if you like... um, obsidian yeah yeah yeah. so the hematite is um right in front of the client so they typically pick it up and hold it same with the amethyst and then on my side is the tourmaline and then the fluorite which is like the fluorite really helps me just stay present so my mind doesn't drift off anywhere else especially (laughs) with the work (laughs) um yeah so I guess those would be my favorite. Oh, um, also, do you cleanse or charge your crystals since other people are holding them? Yes. Yeah. So I, at work, I have a bundle of cedar. And so I typically clear the room, clear mm-hmm. the crystals. I try to do it between every client, but sometimes they're so back to back that it doesn't happen. But I like consciously, I always have my diffuser going. So there's at least lavender and lemon um, clearing out the room. I try to keep all my doors open so that there's an airflow. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's cool. I mean, it's just like, you know, interesting because you work with so many people and there's like so much energy. So I imagine you would want to clear that. Oh, also speaking of that, um, I also really, really, really love Super 7. So Super oh, 7 yeah. is seven different crystals. And uh, haha, I am not going to try and pronounce them all because <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, one of them is obviously amethyst. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool thing about Super 7 is you never have to charge it or cleanse it because it's self-charging and self-cleansing. That's kind of like selenite. And I yeah. guess, well, what do you think about clear quartz? Do you, do you think that that needs to be cleared and yeah. charged? Yeah, or? it definitely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do have a selenite wand in the office, but it's really small. So I don't typically put crystals on it. So oh, uh-huh. yeah, it's like I have to actively. Yeah. And then selenite can help yeah. you connect to your south node too. So that's actually probably really good for your clients. Totally. Yeah. Connecting well, with that. That's cool. Yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> you're like, well, we I don't talk, know. <laughs> as we get into our dream episode or uh, talk about dreams a little bit more, we'll talk about the hypnagogic state and how you can connect to a lot of things in that state, um, your subconscious, your past life. But let's get into today's forecast. So today is March 6th and we cast a chart for the beginning of this podcast And so that put us at a Virgo rising. Um, We have Venus, who just moved into Taurus yesterday, was it? Um, Yes. So Venus is in her rulership in Taurus in the ninth house for us, which is awesome. And it's actually conjunct Uranus, which that's pretty interesting. We have the moon in Leo in the 12th house, our north node in Cancer in the 11th. We have the Sun and Neptune conjunct in Pisces in the seventh house, which I think is perfect for yeah. a dream episode. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And then we have a fifth house stellium. I know. I was just looking at that. We got Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, and Mars all in Capricorn in the fifth house. Yeah. And our goddess asteroids, which I, I really need to do a lot more stu- oh, like palace, studying. Yeah. yeah. I don't really look at the goddess asteroids. You know, I really don't either just because, I mean, it's not that I 
don't like I'm disregarding them it's just like there's just so much that I'm always looking there at is, that yeah. like I end up not having time to but yeah no we need a we should do a whole episode we should episode that. and then mm-hmm. this app that we use we use the app astro future which is awesome but it doesn't show aspects to the asteroids so. or the north and south node or yeah, chiron that's true right <laughs> or Lilith oh well, that's part of it right yeah. basically just your major planets but yeah it's still awesome but to I'm use. I really love that moon in Leo in the 12th house yeah that is so awesome because I have sun in the 12th house um so I don't know it's just well I mean I think moon cool. in the 12th house is also just perfect for dreams it seems like Absolutely. we just like we cast these natal charts and they just happen to fall perfectly as we need them they do oh (laughs) also okay so today's episode is about dreams and today I got my okay on my way to Andrea's house I got my goddess provision box oh yeah and it's It's all under your mic oh no it's under (laughs) my mic (laughs) okay well, it's all, it happened to be all about dreams. Yes. The whole box is about dreams. It's so cool. Yeah. If you guys do not um, know what a goddess provision box, um, just uh, search them on Instagram. It, they're just amazing and you get so much cool shit from it. Mm-hmm. And we're not sponsored, but we should be. <laughs> just <Hi>. saying. <laughs> hey, goddess provisions. <laughs> but no, the whole book, the whole entire box is about dreams. So I just thought that was fucking perfect. There's a whole dream pillow in there and doesn't it have mugwort it does it's mugwort and lavender that's awesome so mugwort can help you access the dream realm um but yeah do you want to say anything else about our chart i guess this could be considered an electional chart right we didn't do it in advance though that's the thing it just kind of happens to work out for us perfectly when it's we cast it. It's not an electrical chart, but it just, yeah, it just kind of happened so perfectly. It's just the chart of our dream episode. Yeah. So, okay. One thing I have really wanted to be talk wanted to talk to you about is our tarot decks and our Oracle decks. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I just, How many have you gotten this week? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I got, okay. I got four. <laughs> Every time we get a new deck, we text each other and we say, I swear this is the last deck. And then probably an hour later, we order a new one. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're done. We're, this is it. We're this not going to do another one or this we're not it. getting another one. And then Andrea was like, um, this is the last deck I'm buying for a month. It's I promise. Like- but it has been. So it's been three days and I haven't ordered a new deck. <laughs> In three days, but but you you bought me a new deck. Yeah, I got her a new deck, <laughs> and you and brought it over. And it is the yogic path, a yogic. I'm losing my myself. A yogic path by Sahara Rose. I'm hoping that I pronounce her name correctly. And it is illustrated by. Oh, I don't have who illustrated it. I know it's Danielle. Is it Danielle Noel? Is that her name, Lizzie? Yes. Danielle Noel is the girl who um, did all of the... Um, the illustration. The illustration, yeah. And it's beautiful because you have another deck. I do. I have the Starseed deck. That, that deck she, is beautiful. The Starseed Oracle deck. Mm-hmm. Yes, Danielle Noel. And that's Rebecca Campbell's deck. They are really, really, really emphasize really good. Yeah. So I think we should pull some cards. Yeah. Oh, also, so that one of the new decks that I got is called the Hermetic deck. 
and it's just so awesome because it um, incorporates astrology and it's based off of the golden dawn order the new the new order of the golden dawn yeah it's called Uh uh-huh and um so yeah it's a hermetic deck it's black and white um I should upload a photo of this on our stories probably or something or take a photo of it yeah that's a great Um, idea but yeah, so should I pull some cards from yeah. this deck? Okay. Do you want to do one or three? You know, I'm just going to pull um, three, but I don't think I'm going to go in depth to like what the card meeting is. I kind of mm-hmm. just want to pull it um, just to let you guys hear how much astrology is in each card and yeah. how if you know astrology, you can read these cards just based off that. Absolutely. And it's just, I don't know, it's really cool. All right, so here we go. Oh, first one is the devil. (laughs) How fitting. So the devil is um, Capricorn. It is, that is the Capricorn card. It's the devil. There you go. It's the goat head. It is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then here, wow, another major arcana card, the empress. Ooh, are you expecting? Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're like, um, am I? Is there a baby on the way? I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but I love that this card has the scales like right at the top. That's pretty cool, actually. Look at, do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. In, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm looking in the book, um, which is helping me learn tarot. Lizzie knows tarot better than I do because I'm usually just using she's an oracle deck type of girl oracle deck kind of girl Mm -hmm. um but this book it's called the only tarot book you'll ever need by sky alexander um interpret the cards that hold your future i find this book is so helpful it's not big but the descriptions are pretty in-depth and so the empress is the card of beauty and creativity the matriarch incarnate symbolic of the universal mother she represents the feminine in the maternal role procreation nurturing the security and comforts of the home and domestic harmony so that's why i asked lizzie if she was expecting (laughs) uh and the answer is absolutely not Uh, and then what's the third card um i have not pulled it yet actually Let's so let me do that. Okay, so the third card, we have the Five of Swords. Oh Oh my God. So wait, haven't we pulled that? The Five Mm. of Swords. Okay, so Five of Swords is Venus in Aquarius. Damn, guys, this is my card. I have Venus in Aquarius. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's so in this book. Uh huh. It's the Five of Swords. Um, where is this? Oh, this is the Four of Swords. The Five of Swords suggests the double-edged nature of the sword. One edge signifies defeat, misfortune, betrayal, and loss. Oh, interesting. And the other suggests learning to accept the boundaries we all must face and live with. Fives are about adjustment. And this five indicates you are adjusting to some kind of change brought on by distress or loss. Huh. Interesting. Change is a part of life. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if this relates. 
Well, um, I don't know. But if you look at it on an astrological level, it's interesting that the first card is Capricorn. The second one is Venus. That's the Empress. And that's a Venus card. And then we got Five of Swords, which is um, Aquarius in Venus. So basically, those cards all just represent you. No. Pretty much. Uh, the Empress is my is my Venus first house. Hey, I pulled them, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty insightful. Anyway, if you guys are into tarot and into astrology, I highly recommend the um, the Hermetic deck. It's awesome. Oh, also um, the Thoth deck yeah. is really, it's yeah. basically like this, not the same, but it still has all the, um, the imagery is very similar, especially with all the tarot. And then, what's the book that you use? It's Astrology and Tarot by uh, Corinne Kenner. Corinne Kenner, yeah. Corinne Kenner. Astrology, yeah. yeah. So, okay, base. So, pretty much, if you guys do not have a Golden Dawn deck like the like Hermetic or um, or like the Thoth mm-hmm. deck, um, you can use any tarot deck and then reference that book to find out what is the astrological correspondence to that card. So, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I had bought a book. It's called the Tarot Handbook, and it's supposed to match up with astrology, but it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It's well, maybe like, it's not. Well, it kind of does, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's just not based off the off of the Golden Dawn. No, it's definitely not. Yeah. It's older. I mean, it seems oh. like it's like, I don't know. I'll have to check it out more. Yeah. Maybe I'll understand it more as I really learn tarot a lot more. Uh-huh. But, oh, I want to pull a card from this new deck. The yes. Yoga, the Yogic Path. It's so pretty. So. We also, we should just do a slideshow on Instagram showing you guys our decks and our yeah. whole setup right now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, our whole setup. Um, so I just pulled a Hanuman and... Hanuman is the monkey god, and it's also the uh, splits pose in yoga that I cannot do. Have you ever <laughs> been able to? I could when I was younger, but not after Zayla. Um, <laughs> yeah, when I was pregnant, definitely, definitely. Let me just read. Wonderful. So my uh, six-year-old is here whispering in my ear because she knows we're recording. And so (laughs) thank you, Zayla. She's telling me about her friend who can do the splits. Thank you. Easily. Okay. Thank you, love. Um, So Hanuman, god of courage. Hanuman represents the evolved mind and the potential we all have to no longer be enslaved to our thoughts, but rather surpass them. When Lord Rama asks Hanuman, how do you look upon me? Hanuman answers, when I believe I am the body, then I am your faithful servant. When I know I am the soul, I know myself to be a spark of your eternal light. That's pretty. I like that. There's more, but I, I love that. So that long. was a card for our <laughs> session. <laughs> our session, our sesh. Yeah. So Lizzie, you brought over... This, these really cool dice. Do you call? I don't like calling them die when they're plural, even though technically I <laughs> well, guess that's what they are. But yeah, they're D twelve dice. D12. I guess. Um, I'm not. How do you? Whatever. Dio, Dio Dectron. 
I don't know. Someone yeah. correct us. Yeah. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> but anyway, so. DM um, us on the signs podcast <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. So I have these dice and one of them has the planets. The other has um, the signs and the other one is one through 12. And I thought we should play a game where we roll. Um, like no matter what we roll, we do the houses with the planets or the houses with the signs. And mm-hmm. whatever we land on, whatever we get, we're just going to quickly talk about that placement i just yeah. we're gonna do this on every episode i just think it's it's really cool, cool. Okay. yeah this is not a real game i just kind of made it up so you guys should try it <laughs> <laughs> it might help you learn learn astrology it probably will yeah okay so this really puts us on the spot and so of course <laughs> um we were saying we weren't gonna do outer planets but we're gonna do it anyway so i just rolled uranus in the 11th house I have that natally. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Placidus. my stellium. And yeah, Placidus. and Placidus is mm. in the eleventh house. Well, so well, this is perfect because this is where Uranus wants to be. It's ruled by Aquarius oh, and the eleventh yeah, house. Absolutely. So absolutely, how could I forget? Yeah, well, the eleventh house is um, mostly community, your friends, people around you. Um, speaking to the masses yeah I guess your online presence yeah Ooh, speaking to the masses I mean of yeah. course we're gonna roll that for I know that's, <laughs> while we're on a podcast that's perfect it's that's perfect. really cool but with Uranus comes like quick changes sudden change so who knows maybe we'll go from like a hundred people listening to a thousand people listening to ten thousand people listening <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it's up and not down oh that yeah <laughs> never please Help us out here. Yeah, but your uh, Uranus also um, kind of rules like technology. And oh, yeah. so this is so just Aquarius. so perfect. That's yeah. cool. Well, Mercury is still retrograde for what, four more days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have a slight shadow period. So I don't know. This should help us out, though. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to roll again. This time I'll use the signs and the houses. So let's see. We have, oh, eighth house Aries. Ooh. That's really good. That's um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, Aries doesn't mind being in the eighth house. Since no, because it's, it's still Mars. Yeah, yeah. since um, Mars rules Aries. Mars and rolls Scorpio. the eighth house. Yeah, because yeah, of Scorpio. Cause of, exactly, because of Scorpio. So it's comfortable there. Yeah. It is. Yeah, a fire sign in a water house interesting i wonder how many people have mars and aries i mean um sorry aries Mar- they're aries eighth house yeah so aries those would be house. people who have what pisces seventh house oh my gosh that's our chart right because seventh house let me check let's pull it back up oh, wait that's <laughs> a cancer rising no it's our dream episode right now so Virgo oh. rising has an... <gasps> it is. Oh, my God. funny. What? Dude, come on. Okay. This is crazy. Well, this is a little crazy. The dice don't lie. So <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. So right now we're Virgo rising. So all Virgo risings have Aries in the eighth house. Mm-hmm. So that would be my son, Ollie. Oh, yeah. And yeah. my husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Virgo in the eighth house. I don't think he has any planets <clears throat> in his eighth house, though. But that's a good psychic house. It really, it really yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, the eighth house, same themes of Mars when you're thinking about death and rebirth, transformation. It's also a taboo house. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sex, the occult. Yeah. Astrology. Yeah. All the things we're talking about now. Yeah. And then you have <laughs> Aries. That is so... Um, 
I don't want to say selfish. That's no, really not the right I word. Say but pioneer. I think it's like it's pioneer, but it's also being very self-aware and um, they can like ignite a fire on their own. So to have that much mm. like enthusiasm and um, being that ambitious in the eighth house, like, yeah, I wonder if these people like can really connect to the occult yeah <laughs> you know like and it's just so. like part of like their personality in a way well yeah like, they don't the have to fire try. sign it's it's just like knowing it's igniting you know? yeah yeah they're igniting the eighth house oh no oh no <laughs> creation <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding was that too dark <laughs> no no that was actually perfect yeah that was really cool um do you remember where you got these from just in case people want to order them well okay so the Oh, the this number, doesn't even go with it, huh? The This doesn't, but the I got this from an astrology game. It came out in the 60s or no, 70s. I'm pretty sure it was the 70s, but um, it just it was part of my game. Mm. And then I got a number one just off of Etsy. I don't know. I yeah. just Googled like a D12 dice yeah that's awesome yeah and that so when you brought that over it reminded me of this like old school deck i have from the 80s that's called goddess guide me Mm -hmm. and we're just gonna have to take a picture of it for everyone to see because it's so cool it's really cool so it's the same thing it has three different dice or die whatever (laughs) and um the first one you roll is pink and that's for the head the second one you roll is turquoise for the heart. And the third one you roll is um, kind of like a smoky quartz color. Oh, which is one of my favorite stones. <laughs> and that's for the home. So you roll all three and then, um, yeah, you basically get three different goddesses and an explanation. But this was created by, who was this? Amy Zerner. And Monty Farber. The picture on there is just like... I know. I wish everyone could see this. It's it rich. Is, it is classic 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she's wearing hair. like this like floral dress and it's long-sleeved. It's Teased hair. Yeah. And a lot of blush. <laughs> so much blush. <laughs> it's a really cool deck. Um, I is. found this at our local Bookman's. So if you're in Tucson... Bookman's is the spot, if you didn't know, to find used decks, which I don't know how people feel about that. How do you feel about buying used decks? Have you ever bought one before? No, I've never bought a used deck and I'm always afraid to do it because all the energy that it's holding. And, you know, like with your like tarot cards, your Oracle decks, you're not supposed to let a lot of people handle them. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure you could let people handle them and then just sage them after or whatever, like Mm -hmm. cleanse them. But like still, you know, I don't know. You don't really know like what people were using these cards for before you had them. Like it could be good or bad. It does. Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. it's a lot of history. Yeah. And um, there's definitely a lot of energy. Well, so yeah. I bought that one deck from Bookman. So it's a used deck. It's called the Enchanted Map. Oh, wait. Are you talking about books or just decks? Just decks. Oh, yeah. yeah would just. Oh, you bought that from Bookman's? No, I bought the Enchanted Map from Bookman's. Oh. And it was by Colette Baron Reed. And then this one I bought from the Ninth House, which is a metaphysical shop here in Tucson. And it turns out it was it's by the same woman, but the decks oh. are 10 years apart. And oh, that's cool. I thought they are both cool. I really like both decks. So one was brand new. One was used. I saged it because you can literally smell the energy off of it. It's like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's it's this, whoever had it before me, it is this person's scent. But 
I feel like it's a really intuitive deck. I yeah. really like the readings that I've gotten off of it. And then since then, I've bought seven more decks. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't we'll come out that much lately. again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll upload um, pictures of all of the decks that we talked about and the books. Mm-hmm. So that way you guys can see it. Um, but do you want to get into the dreams? Yes. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. What do you want to talk about first? Like our dreams? Well, I think we should talk. Okay. Have you guys ever had the same dream as another person on the same day? Because that happened to me and Andrea, like, what was that last week? Like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. We both had the same dream. Okay. It wasn't the same dream, but we were both in a stadium. Yes. The theme was the same. We were in a stadium. And it happened on a Tuesday. It was a Monday. Monday. Night. Monday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we talked about it on Tuesday. And like, I don't know. I just thought that was like super interesting because if you do have the same dream as someone else, um, or if it has a similar theme, it basically just means that you met them in your dream. You met them in the astro plane. Yeah. So. It's pretty cool. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people, so like a lot of my clients, they they all tell me, yeah, I knew I had a dream last night, but I don't remember it. And usually it's because their alarm clock is waking them up and then they have to get up and like go right into whatever they need to do. Mm-hmm. So lately, Lizzie and I have been just voice texting each other right away so we don't forget our dreams. As soon as we wake up. I mean, like you can have a dream journal, which I highly suggest. And before you even like open your eyes fully, if you keep your eyes kind of squinted, you can recall that dream and just like jot down the theme. So jot down how you're feeling, jot down like one thing that really stood out that was symbolic from that dream. And then the details will start to come back to you. But for me lately or in this example especially, Mm -hmm. the dream was so weird (laughs) and so vivid that before I even fully opened my eyes, so I was still in the dream state, which if you're thinking about brainwaves, this is your theta brainwave. I was still in that dreamlike state. So I just, I grabbed my phone and I'm voice texting Lizzie the whole dream in detail. And then a few minutes later, you text me back after you listen to it. It was 10 minutes long, my voice text to her. Yeah. 10, it was 10. The longest ever. <laughs> and she voice texted me back and she's like, Are you serious? I had a dream about a stadium last night, too. And then we, you know, we did some research yeah. and found that we're both on the same astro plane. And our dreams are totally different, but they were still at a stadium. Right, right. I was at a baseball stadium Mm -hmm. and you were at a football stadium. Yeah. 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 But still. It's just, it's it's weird. But it makes me think, so like a few weeks ago, actually this was probably a few months ago, um, my daughter and I, every time she comes into bed with me, like say she has a bad dream or she just wants to sleep with me, um, we'll both have the same dream that night. <laughs> and it's typically if we both have like bad dreams. And it made me think if you're sleeping next to the same person every night, you're in their aura field, you're that close to them. Are you sharing your subconscious in the middle of the night? I mean... I don't know that I've ever seen any research on this before, but it's definitely something I want to explore. Yeah, I think um, 
do you think it could be the energy that you're just feeling like maybe like one of you accidentally or not accidentally, but like one of you like kind of woke up and then felt the energy and then went back and it's went, maybe yeah. it went into a lucid dream and then it just went on full on dreaming. And yeah. then, you know, I don't yeah. know. And then you recall But I mean, it. it makes sense too to have, to share a dream more with your child since they're like Zayla always likes to remind me, I'm 50% your DNA mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or really anyone sleeping next to you though, because like you're... You know, your aura is like seven feet. Yeah, eight feet, I think. Eight feet, so, yeah. So I think just anyone that's that close to you, which is, it's usually just whoever's in the same bed as you. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that happened in the past. I used to share a bed with my roommate back in the day. <laughs> Me and <laughs> Monica, <laughs> my little sister, used to share a bed. <laughs> yeah, we were really close. And so it was just a short-term period of time where me and one of my good friends, Magali, we had two of our friends move in with us in a two bedroom. And we were all so close that Magali and Lindsay shared a bed and me and my friend Susie shared a bed. (laughs) And we would always have the same dreams. But the dream Susie and I had, I don't know if that was even a dream or that was just like the spirit that was living right outside of our, our window. Dude, that's crazy. No, that was really crazy because then a third person came and stayed the night one night and Uh she saw the same person. But we all swear we were dreaming, but it was all the same person. And it was pretty creepy, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, Um, Okay, so what is your... Okay, do you have a dream that you think about a lot? Like maybe a dream that is either reoccurring or... I know you talk about your dream about Zayla before she was born. Like, do you have a dream oh, yeah. that you always just kind of like think about Ugh. or do yeah. you want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have a couple. So like, yeah, Zayla, I saw her in the hypnagogic state. This is her daughter, by the way. Yeah. When I was pregnant with her during a meditation. So again, I was in that theta brainwave, which is a really um, slow brainwave that you hit when you're in really deep meditation. So typically you're in alpha, which is a really relaxed state. And then in about 10 minutes, if you are able to fully trust your space and fully relax, you'll go into the theta brainwave. And then you'll you'll basically teeter or totter between alpha and theta in that hypnagogic state. Basically the state that you're in when people are trying to hypnotize you. But you can also have visions, you connect to your subconscious. So I saw her before she was born and I told my husband we're having a girl and she's a redhead and he's like okay no like first (laughs) of all you're black and Mexican and Spanish and he's Japanese and well he's German Irish but we both knew like with the Spanish gene and German Irish that we we carried the um red gene recessively is that a word recessively (laughs) but still I was like just watch when she comes out She's going to be a girl. She's going to be a redhead. And this was before my ultrasound. So we didn't know if we were even having a girl yet. So yeah, so that was one. But that wasn't necessarily a dream because I was in meditation. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the next one, one of the dreams I had that I think about often is one that was recent. Hold on. One second, babe. (laughs) The next dream that I had was kind of recently, I would say three or four months ago, but I think about it a lot because it was a dream about toilets. And I was standing in line. I was at a party and I was waiting to go to the bathroom and there was a long line and everyone's like, oh, 
the toilet's overflowing. I don't want to go in there. And I was just like, forget it. I'll go in there. And it was a room with like eight or nine toilets and they were all overflowing, but they were like fountains. The water wasn't gross. It was like crystal clear. It was actually really pretty. And there was fish <laughs> swimming around and there was an octopus that like crawled out of the toilet. Yeah. And then when I looked this up, there's several meanings for um, toilets overflowing. But if it's clear water, it meant prosperity. And then after that, I actually, we got a ton of clients at the treatment center that I work at. And yeah, that oh, was really right. cool. Yeah, because that yeah. was last year sometime, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? That's interesting. Um, well, I guess I have a couple. Um, one that I remember a lot is like this reoccurring dream I had for about two years. And... Um, it was basically I was just stuck in a building and I actually made a story on this about my Instagram on my Instagram about this reoccurring dream that I kept having and I would just be you know um, in a building and it was always like uh, a very like public building I guess like um, it'd be like a courthouse or um, a hospital um I don't know, just something like that, you know, a library, whatever. And um, in my dreams, like they would always turn into other buildings. Like I'd be like in a courthouse and that courthouse turned into a movie theater. And then I went down the elevator and that actually turned into um, a hospital. And that hospital turned into uh, the DMV. Like it was like, and they were always different, but it always had the same theme. theme. And I actually stopped having that dream and I don't really know if I was lucid dreaming or not, but the the last dream I had, I, okay, so in all my dreams, I never made it out of the building ever. I would always just wake up and I would like crawl through like cubby holes or like I would crawl through like a secret door that would lead to like a tunnel that led me to a whole different house. Or sometimes it would lead me to like a, just a different part of the city. And the last dream I had that ended that entire series of reoccurring dreams was I was at a hospital and this time I finally made it out. It was the first dream where I made it outside and I was walking with, um, my husband and, um, Ollie, my oldest, and we were walking, we went, we made it out to the parking lot and I was like, Oh my God, I forgot my purse. (laughs) And I went back, I turned around to go back into the hospital and it was a hospital, but as yeah. soon as I walked through the doors, it turned into a thrift store. Oh, interesting. And I didn't make it back out again, but I never had that dream again. Yeah. So it's weird. It was like, I finally made it out and then it just ended it. So yeah. I'm like, I wonder if I woke up during that dream, yeah. made it out and then went back to sleep, went back into it. But yeah. it was, that was the end but of it. But you've I never, never had, had it. another How one. many months ago or how long ago was that? I would say that was like about maybe six months ago. Okay. It's kind of a while ago. And I've just never had another one. Yeah. Yeah. The only reoccurring dream I've ever had was I probably started having it when I was 10 years old. And I would have it once a year, every single year in mm-hmm. June. And oh, it crazy. bothered me so much. It wasn't like that disturbing, but it was kind of disturbing. And so there was this dream and I'd be playing in my grandparents' front yard in Sierra Vista And then there was a girl that I was always playing with. And I don't know who this girl was. Like, I never saw her face in the dream. But at some point, I pick up a stick and I just start, like, poking her with it in the (laughs) stomach. And she's like, stop. No, I don't like that. Stop poking me. 
And I would wake up and I would just have this disturbed feeling of like, why do I keep poking this child? (laughs) And so I was about 15, I was 15 or 16. And that summer I knew like, okay, June's coming up. I'm probably going to have this weird, disturbing dream. And so at that point I thought, okay, well this time I'm going to change the dream. And I didn't know anything about lucid dreaming yet, but I just, I don't, I had always been into psychology, probably South Node Scorpio. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that dream, when I picked up the stick, I knew I was dreaming. And so I consciously made the decision, consciously in my unconscious, <laughs> to not poke her with a stick. And then I've never had that dream again. So then at that point, I think I took my first psychology class when I was 16 and um yeah at the community college and then I learned about lucid dreaming and I was yeah. like oh shit that's totally You're what like, I did I did it that also so cool. was this in the beginning of June so was this um Gemini season maybe it was just your twin <laughs> well that's what people have said whenever yeah. I've told this dream they were like uh-huh. well you were probably just poking yourself and yeah. that's why it disturbed you so much that's so but, interesting yeah I still need to figure that part out I don't know I've never had that dream again which yeah. is cool <laughs> Also, on my way over here, I was driving and I was just kind of thinking like how when you're dreaming, it's your subconscious, but it's not just your subconscious because we are always living in, we're like Mm multidimensional. So your dreams are, otherwise lucid dreaming wouldn't be a thing because that has to, you know, use your conscious with your subconscious. Right, you aware that you're dreaming. Exactly. Um, But it kind of just reminded me of daydreaming, like when you're driving and you go on autopilot Mm -hmm. and it's like, so you're using your you're tapping into your subconscious in your conscious world otherwise you wouldn't be able to go to on autopilot while you're driving so it's like the opposite so I always kind of feel like lucid dreaming is the opposite of like being on autopilot while you're driving in the waking world because <laughs> that's basically what you're doing yeah. when you well, start to lucid dream fine line yeah totally so I mean that's the same thing you as alpha theta like just mm-hmm. the same brain waves but I wonder how many people lucid dream or like a lot of people say they can't lucid dream. And one of the ways that I learned how to train myself, I almost stuttered there, <laughs> was at Our some point, unexpected, so. <laughs> at one point in the dream, like there's there's this feeling, I, I know everybody's experienced this, where like either the dream gets scary or it just like gets weird mm-hmm. or too much. Mm-hmm. And so... There's that point where you're like, oh my God, is this real life or am I dreaming? So when you have that experience in your dream, what I found to do is look at my hand and then I start counting my fingers. So I'll go one, two, three, four, five. And if I start growing extra fingers, then I know I'm obviously dreaming. (laughs) And then at that point, then I can tell myself you're in control of this dream. Uh Do whatever you want. Like it's not scary anymore. (laughs) Do you have any tips or tricks that you use to lucid dream? You know, honestly, no, I don't. Um, I know that I can only lucid dream in the morning. I can't do it at night. Yeah. yeah I yeah. just fall into like such a deep sleep. And isn't it more common anyway to lucid yeah, dream in the morning? That's actually a good yeah. point because mm-hmm. yeah, well, you dream in that theta brainwave. And so the best time to try and lucid dream, another way to train yourself is to set your alarm so that it wakes you up uh-huh. and you're a little bit groggy and then you fall back asleep and that's when you'll dream. Yeah. Or if you're a type of person that like always has to wake up in the middle of the night to pee, oh, then, yeah. Yeah, then you'll lucid yeah, dream. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so typically can... after like 3 a.m., you're going to have like an easier time. That's true. Yeah, it basically is 
like I can only lucid dream if I'm going back to sleep, mm-hmm. not going into sleep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> lucid dreams are so cool. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, oh, we recently listened to this podcast. It was really cool. It was Insightful Astrology. And she was talking about, what was she talking about? Ways to remember your dream or when she was talking about the water. Oh, oh that was yes, a, yes, the yes, YouTube yes. video. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm she's incorrect. The, um, she's the Vedic astrologer. Yes. Yeah. Jody. Jody. I don't know, dude. I don't we'll know have her to name. Look her back Jody up. something. She's a Vedic astrologer. She's a Vedic astrologer. She's awesome. Yeah. You'll you'll know it's her because she's beautiful. She always has like her hair really done. She looks like a Barbie. She looks like a Barbie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she was talking about like um, a ritual. Yeah, a ritual. Yeah. So like what I have always done if there's something specific I want to dream about or work about is just like think about it right before I fall asleep and repeat it over and over in my head. Mm-hmm. But she was saying, Manifest it, basically. yeah, exactly. She was saying to get a glass of water. And then you can have your journal or your phone or your recorder or whatever next to your bed. And then say what you want to dream about out loud three times. Yeah. And it's like using that water as like a conduit. (laughs) I love that because it's like water is connected to our dreams. And when you think about like, you know, 12th house and Neptune and Pisces and like even fourth house cancer you sleep at your home which is the fourth house yeah. like all that shit yeah so yeah well. so then you drink the water i guess you drink half of it then you fall asleep and then you hopefully dream about what you wanted and then you wake up and you try and record it <laughs> as fast yeah. as you can before you start like well, moving into all the shit you have to do for the day yeah see that's why it's really hard for me to keep a dream journal because it's like when i'm when i'm just waking up there is no, I mean, maybe this is just me, but there's no way I'm going to go grab a, a pen and a pencil, even if it's right next to me yeah. and start writing it down. So I just voice text Andrea. I know I can't <laughs> because it takes me so long to, to, process to even it. like have my vision go straight. Like oh, I yeah. can't see for the first five minutes I wake up and there's moments where I'm yeah. like, oh my God, this is it. I've totally lost yeah. my eyesight. <laughs> it's gone well, it's God. worse because I, <laughs> it's also like kind of bad whenever you fall asleep with contacts on, which I do that a lot. And well, it's like that. the opposite where I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, my vision has been cured. <laughs> I can see. Oh <laughs> and it's like, uh, whoops. <laughs> uh, my vision has been cured. <laughs> yeah. But then my yeah. eyes are all red. I just think it's because I use this lash serum (laughs) (laughs) or I have like lash extensions and not right now but yeah oh the other dream I had the leaf people that was so interesting I okay so I thought that everybody had what I call like the Salvador Dali surrealist dreams Mm -hmm. and apparently that's not so because my assistant was telling me, she's like, I've never had a dream like that. I don't know what that's like. My dreams are just so based on reality, like based on just whatever I did. It's usually like I'm going to the grocery store. Is her Neptune in the sixth house? No, I don't know where. Because that would be interesting, is. actually. Oh, Zayla took my phone. I was going to look up her chart. She is, her Neptune is in Capricorn. She's a Leo rising. So her Neptune's in the eighth house. Hmm. Yeah. Does she dream a lot about finances? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <In debt>. Honestly. <laughs> well, my Neptune's in the eighth house. Wait, so 
Hold on. Oh, her Neptune's not in the eighth house. I'm using Zalus chart who has a Neptune, her Pisces. So her Neptune you is You said it's in, in Capricorn. What's her it's rising? It's in Capricorn and she's a Leo rising. So what is that? Is that her sixth house? Yeah, it's her sixth house. That is her. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Dude. laughs> Oh my gosh, she's just dreaming so about funny. day to day just her day to day that's it that's fucking cool i wow, feel like that cat so meme right now you know that cat meme meme that's like it's like when you guess someone's right someone's zodiac and it's like a cat with like a tarot card spread up oh yeah yeah like, <laughs> i feel like that right now <laughs> i know so that's, that's interesting so i i'm so curious i hope mm. like i want people to message us and tell us where your neptune is what house your Neptune is in and what type of dreams you have. Because mine's yeah. in the eighth house. So I have, yeah, I usually have like some pretty scary dreams. Yeah. With <laughs> but I also have a lot of dreams about money. And so money, it's sex, other people's money. Transformation. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like a whole different person in your dream. <laughs> That's totally. so cool. Oh, yeah. And you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense for me too, because I have Neptune in the 12th house. Yeah. And I had this dream it was the crazy, not the craziest dream, definitely not, but it's like a dream that I always remember. And it was when I first started making rollerball necklaces. And I had this dream where I was sitting on my front porch and um, I was just looking at all of my plants hang from the macrame. And some of them are not macrame. Some of them are just like regular pots or Mm -hmm. some of them are like, I have like this honeybee comb looking thing, whatever. And (laughs) so in my dream, I real like I was looking at it and I was staring on the way everything is hanging and when I woke up I was like oh my god that is design it's how things hang Mm -hmm. and that makes so much sense with Neptune in my 12th house because Neptune is all about creation yeah and dreaming so I'm able to figure out creation through my dreams yeah and like after I woke up like and I thought about that like it kind of really changed the game for me when it comes to creating yeah it's like how you hold things how things hang it's like it's literally fucking everything so that's the thing that you look to design what is that called the bail yes yeah Yeah, it's the bail or it's like it's either the top or the bottom it's like either how something is being held or how it's being hanged and when you think about it everything is like that like literally everything like a pot holder like if it's gonna sit on the on the ground or on the floor it's Mm -hmm. how how is it sitting or if it's hanging how is it hanging how is it connected so I don't know that makes a lot of sense for Neptune in the 12th house okay so cool yeah so what do you think um oh also thank you (laughs) I need to be like yeah I know (laughs) that happened too fast sorry so thank you <laughs> you know what the <laughs> <laughs> the moon's in leo yeah. <laughs> i know right <laughs> that's awesome so i wonder if like neptune in the second house people just dream about like being rich and like just like <laughs> living in this castle they're like in my dream i had like all this gold i was like swimming yeah. in diamonds oh my gosh right <laughs> like i always have dreams that i'm fucking rich <laughs> uh, okay so who would be a neptune second katie right because her <gasps> neptune moves a lot oh from her 12th katie to, Cat. yeah she's our she's our good our good uh, dear friend uh-huh our astro friend um, so if you have a cap rising no, I guess. No, mm-hmm. no it's because it's, it's her, her interception. Yeah. She has Neptune in the 12th also. 
Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, and she's her- also a painter. So I wonder if she has a lot of dreams about art and like just figuring yeah. shit out like that, you know? Well, I was just trying to know. figure out for like, okay, so I guess if you're a cap um, Neptune, then you would have a Sag rising. Well, depending your- on your age, yeah. Like if well, right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. So, but then if you're a Sag Neptune, then you would have a Scorpio rising to have your... <sighs> Yeah. Neptune in the second. Dude, this is actually so weird. Okay, so my little sister Monica has Neptune in the third house. And the third house rules short-term travel. Mm-hmm. And she always comes down to visit me. And she always has dreams that she's getting into a car crash on the oh, way here. Oh, whoa. Oh, my God. Wait, how's her Neptune in the third if she's a Scorpio rising? Oh, because her Neptune's cap. in Cap, not mm-hmm. Sag interesting that is so weird and she has dreams yeah she'll have like she will have a dream about like um like going to a grocery store and there's like a shooter like someone armed and it's all short-term travel yeah that uh, and she always has dreams about being in a car oh my god dude this is so weird and she's always a passenger or in the back seat and she'll have a dream about reckless driving which is so third house with short. Wow. Yeah, because it's Whoa. it's it also is car accidents. Well, where's her Mars? Um, let's see. Her Mars is in the tenth house in Leo. Oh, traveling oh, yeah. for work. Yeah, tenth house with Mars, dude. Whoa, this is crazy. astrology is no lie. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's wow. Awesome. So. Yeah, I think this probably concludes our episode. Unless there's <laughs> I think anything. So. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to end it on car crashes. <laughs> Let's end it on mugwort. So, oh yeah, and okay. lavender. Mugwort, lavender, passion flower. Anything that's oh, going to help. Balm? Yeah, lemon balm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chamomile. Of course, chamomile. Right. Yep. Valerian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a tea. You know, mm-hmm. just a tea of any of those herbs would yeah. be pretty awesome. Oh, you know what? I don't know. Can you get that book without? Yeah, which one? The the, the witch's herbal apothecary. Yeah. Okay, so I want to look this up. We can give out a dream recipe from this book. Yeah. So let's... this book is called The Witch's Herbal Apothecary by Mary Sia. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her last name because I'm gonna really mess up oh yeah but it's rituals I think it's russian yeah <laughs> it's rituals and recipes for a year of earth magic and sacred medicine making so oh i turned right to the kava kava page which is also really nice and relaxing do you know where that oh here it is dream tea so here's a recipe for dream tea um this calming relaxing sweet Tea feels like a dreamy, silky river. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good. That does. <laughs> <laughs> Sit before bed and ask the plant spirit for dreams. So this is just for one serving. It's one teaspoon dried pas- passion vine leaf, one teaspoon linden leaf and flower, half a teaspoon dried chamomile flowers, one eighth teaspoon dried licorice root, half a teaspoon dried willow bark, half a teaspoon dried marshmallow root. So if you guys are in Tucson, shout out to the Tucson Herb Store on 4th Ave. That'd probably be the best place to get these ingredients. Also, Dry River Witches. Oh, do they have a lot of herbs? Oh, yeah. A lot. Wait, is that the one on 7th? Like kind of off of 4th Ave? Uh Uh-huh. 
Oh, I always yeah. forget the name because there's Dry River. Yeah. Or it's so I've Dry gotten, River Witches, I think. Yeah. I've yeah. I forgot. I've got well, okay, they don't there. have as many. No. But they have a good but they also have like they have like everything. Yeah. Really. Like they have like, you know, like spell candles, yeah. um, holder like tarot cards. They yeah, have that's everything. True. Yeah. Books, a lot of books. Uh-huh. Everything that you're gonna Yeah. Everything you're gonna need for a Good baby witch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So basically you want to infuse uh, the ingredients for 20 minutes or more. Um, bring it to a simmer and then just strain it, sweeten it with honey. And then that's it. Try and take a little sip of that before bed. Yeah. <laughs> and then manifest uh, your dreams, whatever you want to dream about, whether it's a lover or a new promotion or something. clarity just anything exactly. manifestation is real guys exactly yeah so that concludes our dream episode we hope you liked it as always follow us on the signs podcast on instagram and we'll be making a website soon yes so yeah. and a patreon talking. yeah and a patreon and a little shop which will yep. be great awesome until next time bye bye don't forget follow the signs